Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a championship podcast on championship NFL Sunday. Garrick writes with me. Garrick, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's uh, it's good to see Cincinnati back in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure you remember the last time they were there in 1988. <laughs> I'm still pooping in my diaper. Yeah, I'll tell you, we all were. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden was, and he wasn't. He was a adult at that point. Yeah, he is now. <laughs> yeah, so the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. We are going to talk a little NFL about the overtime rules. We'll also discuss. Uh, I know one of your favorite topics, LGBTQ and Christian theology. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what it's all about these days. <laughs> Looks like there's finally, after two and a half years, some fight in Canada. Prime Minister Trudeau is hiding from the Canadians. Speaking of faggot. Yeah. We've got an opening on the Supreme Court. Yeah. And uh, Joe Biden is racist about it. We'll explain why. And Louis Anderson, Leah Thomas, Donald Trump. So we got an action-packed episode here. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we get into the meat of the uh, the podcast, why don't we go around the horn and start off with Louis Anderson? Louis Anderson is a comedian, a big man who passed away. Another comedian next uh, to Bob Saget who passed away. Uh, yeah. I'm going to play for you a clip of Louis, and then we'll see what uh, Garrick thinks. Oh. Make sure everything works out here. You know, I bite into something like a Tim Hortons donut. My body verbally thanks me. Oh, Louie. <laughs> we have always loved you. If you love food, you know what I mean. And I, I don't care about drugs. You could put marijuana and cocaine and a donut down. I, what happened to that donut? I didn't see it. People say, do you ever smoke marijuana? I go, I don't need another reason to be hungry. (laughs) My friends would smoke it and I'd get the munchies. (laughs) And my doctor is the one who's worried about me. Aren't doctors pleasant? Louie, I'm worried about you. Well, don't charge me then. So that's uh, the great Louie Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) He, of course, was famously on the uh, yeah, Family Feud, and he was on the late night shows, uh, late shows back in the 80s and 90s. So any memories of Louie Anderson? Uh, yeah, I, I watched um, the Family Feud when he was hosting it, and um, mm. yeah, he was, he was a fat man, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just, I, I always liked liked it doesn't didn't matter how stupid the uh answer was he, you know he would say uh name something that name an article of clothing that you wouldn't wear to the hotel pool and somebody would say i don't know uh, uh high heels they'd be like all right, show me high heels. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's like, like, oh, no. <laughs> That's a good point that you made, though, about, uh, you know, how it's really food that was his addiction, not, not drugs. I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately, he was, I think he was like, yeah, he was 65, 66, and uh, he was a big man. I don't know the exact reason why he passed, but. Uh, anyway, he's no longer with us, so 
Yeah, well, apparently he had a kind of a difficult. Well, he's a very lonely guy. Yeah, he had like he was had seven siblings, and oh, I wow. guess he uh, the father was abusive and stuff. And oh dear. Yeah, one of those kind of rough upbringings to a degree. So, and he used. I assume he used comedy to to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Rodney Dangerfield, who also had a really rough upbringing too so huh well all these comedians had a yeah they used humor as a yeah coping mechanism so yeah they're probably beaten and molested as children and then yeah. they have to they have to make jokes for a living <laughs> well sad. someone who's not making jokes is Matt Walsh no yeah he's um, oh, oh I find him a funny guy but yeah go ahead yes yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Matt Walsh was on the Dr. Phil show. It got a lot of uh, attention. And Matt Walsh, for those of you who don't know, he was, he's kind of a conservative commentator and very anti-LGBTQT. And, uh, IA plus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to play for you a clip of uh, Matt Walsh on the Dr. Phil show. So just give me a, a second here to find if out you're not shopping, I'm what... Point I want to play for you. I think I. Yeah, it was. Uh, All right, I think it's up here. Hold on. Let's see. Four-year-old can't answer what is a girl. Well, this is one of the problems with this left-wing gender ideology: is that no one who espouses it can even tell you what these words mean. It's like, what is a woman? Well, can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't. Because but, it's not for me to say. I. Womanhood looks different for everybody. What do, you, what do you define a woman as? An adult human female. And what does a female mean? Uh, what, well, that's how do, you, how do you define a someone with, with female reproductive organs. Okay. Someone who's, you know, here's the thing. When you're, when you're female, it goes right down to your bones, your DNA. So that's why if someone dies, okay. we could dig up their bones 100 years from now. We have no idea what they believed in their head, but we can tell what sex they were okay. because it's, in, it's, down in, it's, it's in, ingrained in every fiber of their being. Interesting. So I'm trying to understand. Your definition is that a woman is someone who is female, you said, right? Correct. Is okay. a biological female. So what happens if we have maybe someone who is female, identifies as a woman, right? You know, cisgender woman, right? As you explained, as you just explained, maybe doesn't have the ability to reproduce. Maybe doesn't have those organs that you're talking about that are reproductive organs. I have answered the question. You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not but myself. you used the well, word. So what did you mean when you said trans women are women if you don't know what it means? Things, right? So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people that who... That describes what? People who identify as a woman. I identify as what? As a woman. What is that? What's to each their own. Each woman, each man, each person is going to have a different relation with their own gender identity and define it differently. And so trans women are women too. Well, Garrett, there's a snapshot of that clip. What do you have to say about that? (laughs) How did they clap to that? That didn't make any sense. (laughs) Now... When he says, what about, what about somebody who identifies as a woman, cisgender, cisgender female, mm-hmm. <laughs> who can't reproduce? Well, that's not what he said. 
He said somebody with reproductive organs. Right. I, I mean, a 60-year-old a, a woman with maybe a couple weird exceptions throughout human history, but cannot reproduce, still a woman, still has women, female reproductive organs, and yeah, goes right down to the DNA. It's not... This isn't... I mean, the idea that being a woman is subject to an individual interpretation is just nuts. I mean, it's just nuts. What? <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly the the point that he's, you know, what, right. when you say that you are a woman, what are you trying to say? You're right. trying to say that you are something, and you're not defining what that is. You're trying to right. convey something, and then right. when asked what that is, <laughs> right. you're... you're, you're, you're going around in circles like an idiot right you're, you're you're trying to like argue with someone or have a conversation with someone whose reality is constantly changing yeah that it's not it's like what so um These people are deranged yeah which is what i wanted to get into uh the uh there's an uh, a pastor by the name of john MacArthur. i know that you're very familiar with him i sure am <laughs> <laughs> He's a pastor out of Los Angeles, and he more or less says that the LGBT crowd, uh, transgenderism, are basically insane people. I mean, that's the word he used. They are insane. Would you agree with that, that these people are insane? Is that the word he... Uh... I, if I, unless I misunderstood him, but I thought he said they were insane. Oh, um, well, I guess it depends what you mean by that. They are evil. Um, they they are adopting a sinful lifestyle. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, if, if insane means just out of touch with reality, irrational, yeah, they are. Um, okay. Certainly transgender people are. <laughs> I mean, homosexuality, I, I guess, I... I yeah, you could be sane, but still, um, <laughs> you know, still participate in that disgusting act. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about love, Garrick. <laughs> the other thing MacArthur had mentioned in the sermon, which you can find on YouTube, surprisingly, they haven't censored it. Yeah. Is he says that the purpose of the church is to convert sinners. Yes. That's the reason the church exists, is conversion of sinners. Yep. And I get that, although I would say, how are you going to convert these people? I mean, we just saw this guy, on, or this female, on the Dr. Phil show. I, I don't think these people can be saved. I mean, maybe you say, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you say oh, well, even if it's one person, it's worth it. But I, I don't see much hope for these people. They're just too far gone. <laughs> well, yeah, they, well, they certainly... A lot of them are, um, but uh, you know, he did give an example in that about, um, I think it was back in the 90s, he was preaching and then a guy came up to him um, who had been living a homosexual lifestyle mm -hmm. and was very active in the Los Angeles gay pride community and uh, then contracted AIDS, was on his... You know, had not much time left, 
and uh, I don't know, it just it, it came over him that he's going to have to face his creator, and he right. so he <clears throat> ended up running to Grace Community Church. He actually asked a friend of his in the uh, gay community where he should go to get come closer to God. And oddly enough, the guy told him go to Grace Community Church. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and then he he got there. He he repented. He was baptized. He was he uh, stayed on what where he was in Los Angeles. Stayed in the crowd to, and evangelized them. Um, yeah. I don't know who he, if he brought anybody to Christ, but he <laughs> <laughs> he at least told them, and that's what we're commanded to do. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I like to know like their the specific way that they go about doing this. Like, because if you go up to somebody and say, "Hey, you know, by the way, you're a sinner and you're evil and you're insane, and I'm gonna help <laughs> convert you," like I can't imagine that conversation going very well or very smoothly. Uh, there must be some other thing that they do. So. <laughs> uh, the, there are various uh, <laughs> some pastors, some ministries have some different. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> different strategies. And, uh, <laughs> You're fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. Some are some are a bit overkill. Some are a bit underkill, yeah. and some are probably uh, right in the sweet spot. <laughs> I think uh, somebody like a Ray Comfort. Yeah, I don't know. You probably don't know him, but Ray Comfort is a uh, has a very good way of evangelizing. So okay. Well, um, we'll have to maybe check him out. Um, yeah, oh, he's from New Zealand. He's got a very oh, nice wow. accent. Well, they need some help over there, believe me. Yeah, well, I don't think he's been there in a while. Oh, okay. He yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sought asylum in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, in talking about uh, the sermon that MacArthur was giving, you talked about the Metropolitan Community Church. Yeah. Um, which... It's basically a gay church. It's a church designed for people of the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember the guy's name who started. Um, Me neither. I big fat guy. But anyway, um, uh, this I went to the church's website, and you can actually start your own chapter, your own church, if you wanted to. Oh well, that's good. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm getting at is. <laughs> What I'm getting at is like uh, they they would basically argue, well, Garrick, that Jesus wouldn't discriminate, and that um, you should be accepting, and uh, you know, God would Jesus would say, you know, he he who's without sin cast the first stone, and and all this kind of stuff that you know, MacArthur comes from sort of too much of the Old Testament, and and the New Testament isn't as strict on so you know homosexuality to a certain degree, so. Uh, that this type of church for gays is totally fine, totally consistent with, with Christianity. Well, uh, <clears throat> you know, first of all, Jesus, no, nobody preached more on the doctrine of hell than Jesus did. Um, people think that he, they sort of select these feel-good verses, and but uh, he was... As John MacArthur calls him, a hellfire preacher, <laughs> um, and 
Yeah, there's nothing recorded of him talking about homosexuality, him personally, but um, he probably also felt he didn't need to say it. It was <laughs> pretty self-explanatory yeah. in, in the law, which he came to fulfill, not to abolish. Yeah. And uh, as far as the New Testament goes, well, read Romans 1 and 1 Corinthians 6, and you'll see that the Apostle Paul uh, was is pretty clear on homosexuality being a sin. So, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know where they get that from. Um, you know what's interesting about he was without sin, uh, right. should cast the first stone? Right. That encounter was, is actually not in any of the original manuscripts. Oh, uh, is that right? Yeah. Hmm. It was yeah, so that's in uh, the it's only in the Gospel of John and it is uh, chapter eight uh, one through eleven verses one to eleven and it is clearly not written by John it, it the part right before and right after it are uh, have nothing to do with that and are certainly connected to each other they talk about it a different setting and and all that so um, yeah they just kind of and different different versions of the Bible will have that in different books of the Bible huh so that's interesting it doesn't mean it didn't happen it it, it is I guess accepted sort of that something like that did happen but it wasn't written by John hmm. so yeah, I, I I wouldn't draw, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't draw any major theological conclusions from that encounter. That I believe the encounter was about a, a woman cheating, adulterous, or was she a prostitute? Uh, adulterous. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, they. There's also people who believe that uh, Mary Magdalene was. Um, I don't know if she was a hooker, or a prostitute, but uh, that. Jesus, of course, they had a friendship or whatever, and, uh, and Jesus was uh, <laughs> not open, but okay with prostitutes. I don't know. There's, there's people who come up with really crazy stuff, which I find interesting. So, yeah. He always says, and sin no more. So. <laughs> um, MacArthur, you know, he talks a lot about transgenders and homosexuals, but uh, one group he did mention was the eunuchs. Yes. And I felt kind of bad for the eunuchs because uh, back in the pagan times, a lot of these, they were kids and they were yeah. mutilated and castrated or whatever. Not clear if it's just their testicles and their dick or both or one or the other. Yeah. Um, it's weird. But uh, I would say that they should have, you know, they were sort of victims and they weren't willing participants in the lifestyle. They were damaged by evil. And, you know, this is kind of, we should maybe shouldn't be so harsh on them. Yeah, well, um, yeah, the thing is, until Jesus came around, the only, uh, the only nation that was saved was Israel. Yeah. Um, so, all those pagan people ended up going to hell anyway. Um, yeah. Whether they had their nuts cut off in this life or not. And, <laughs> It's sort of the sad uh, 
the tragic part of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's, I can't remember the exact specifics of the story. It's a story in the Old Testament that there was some battle and um, uh, the, uh, I think they were called the Philistines, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were in battle and they, I don't know if they willingly did this or the Israelites or somebody else, they just chopped off all of their foreskin. Oh, just, there's a lot of weird shit in the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> but, um, well, anyway. Yeah. That's why it's offensive to so yeah. many people. <laughs> yeah, so, um, anyway, yeah, that's John MacArthur. And uh, obviously, it's he's uh, not too big on, as he would say, the hopeless pagans. So Yeah. Um, that's why I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, while we're on the topic of transgender, why don't we quickly uh, sidebar here to Leah Thomas. Oh, yes. She's yes. Uh, the University of Pennsylvania swimmer who was, used to go by John Tom, Edward Thomas, something like that. It was a man's name. Oh, yeah, that's right. he's a man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fantastic woman swimmer, though. He's breaking all the records. Yeah. If only somebody could have foreseen this. <laughs> But the big news that dropped recently is that some of the uh, females have said that uh, Leah does not uh, cover up her genitals or his genitals in the locker room and that his dick and balls are hanging out there for everybody to see. <laughs> so, like, what if, well, if you're the coach of the team, if you're Coach Garrick, right, I mean, how do you address this? I mean, what do you say to these girls? Like, they're just going to have to deal with his dick hanging out? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> If yeah. you're upset, talk to your parents about it. <laughs> and my understanding uh, is that the coaches are the ones that are allowing this to go on, and so um, yeah, I think it's I think it's the girls that have uh, decided that they <laughs> don't want any part of this. I don't know if the the coaches are women or not, but uh, right, it. Um, yeah, they've bent they've bent the knee to the progressive left. Yeah, and um, that's real gross. Yeah, and, and uh, if I was Leah Thomas, I you know I we all know the Seinfeld story about you know I was in the pool, I was in the pool, I was in the pool. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, <laughs> There's shrinkage <laughs> like a frightened turtle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and you know if I'm Leah Thomas, I probably wouldn't want to. To show my small penis in front of all these athletic women. Yeah, um, of course. I don't know if he's trying if he's uh, trying to impress them. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't do it after getting a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, is he is he uh, you know does he like men? We don't know that. Maybe. Yeah, you should have stayed on the men's team. It would have. Well, anyway. <laughs> well, there's a there's a lot of uh, difficulty here, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, all I can say is if he's identifying as a woman, he's going out there and you know, kicking all these girls' asses and uh, in yeah. <laughs> swimming yeah I don't think he has a lot of self-respect anyway okay, so right. it probably doesn't matter I, I don't think he's too worried yeah that's a good point he probably doesn't have much self-respect so 
No. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So that's Leah Thomas. So also someone who doesn't have much self-respect is Justin Trudeau of Canada. No, that guy does not have self-respect. <laughs> he is a very weak man. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's the Prime Minister of Canada. And Canada, after two and a half years of just bending over, yeah. finally have started to rebel. There's a big truck convoy going across Canada. A lot of the truckers have said enough with these mandates. And they drove all the way to the capital of Canada, which is Ottawa. Surprisingly, not Toronto, but Ottawa. And uh, Trudeau went into hiding. He didn't want to face the protesters. His family was taken to a secure location. Yeah, uh, well, you know, truckers are... Uh, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you know, they're, not, they're, not a, they're not a brood that you want to come up against. The Teamsters are uh, they're a tough crowd. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of like the ground screw. I guess that's a good point. Maybe I'd go into height. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, how does... I mean, I don't know the politics of Canada, but can you imagine a U.S. president in a similar situation and he's just going to go into hiding? Like, my gosh, like, how could anyone respect Trudeau now? He's just such a wimp. I have probably the same people that can respect Joe Biden. Uh. <laughs> I mean, he, he spent most of his time in the basement. So. No. <clears throat> I'd like to know what he does down there. I don't think we need to know. <laughs> Probably looking at little children naked. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, we could ask QAnon. No. Well, I think we know what they would say. <laughs> well, Biden, remember, Biden is the one that uh, allegedly, well, I should be careful here. His daughter has a journal that suggested she was showering with Joe Biden and and then, of course, there's always been rumors of Biden touching kids and smelling kids. And Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's video evidence. Yeah. We, we have that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely imagine that that would be true, uh, that he would have molested his daughter. But um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to assume that it is, but I could see that it would be. Yeah. And Biden is the one that he, when he was vice president, he would swim in the nude. And even though he had uh, female Secret Service agents assigned to him, he would swim naked in front of them. Yeah, maybe he had a big penis. <laughs> well, again, yeah, in the swimming pool, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is how we used to do it in the 70s. We used, <laughs> we used to swim in the nude. Isn't that crazy? That was true, though. Back then, they would do that. Yeah, in, in school, they would do that. I think that's the start of this whole movement was back back then getting people interested in each other like uh the, because you'd see another kid naked and become interested in oh the pedophilia movement well yeah or well or the gay movement gay too. movement yeah like oh I'll go see your best friend's dick <laughs> yeah oh well, yeah yeah never felt very comfortable in school <laughs> <laughs> well for good reasons <laughs> yeah well Garrick uh Justice Breyer, Stephen Breyer, the Supreme Court in his 80s has said he's had enough. He's going to retire. In the Biden administration, Joe Biden says that he's appointing a black woman. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty racist, right? I mean, not 
that black women are racist, but just to come out there and say I'm picking someone solely based on their skin color and their gender? Yeah, that uh, that violates federal law. Yeah. Um, yeah, it violates federal law. I don't uh, really know what to say other than that. Well, they don't seem the media is certainly not going to call them out on it. No, no. Um, you know, it's like it, we can't stop them from do it from doing it. You know, nominating mm-hmm. one and but yeah, to come out and say it, it's. Like, okay, we're not even going to have any pretense of uh, justice here Um, or colorblindness or, well, yeah, I mean, that's not even something that we do anymore. So (laughs) I I don't know what to say about it. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, one of the big rumors in Washington is that this is the opportunity to get rid of Kamala Harris. She's a black woman or at least pretends to be a black woman. Yeah, isn't she? F- She's Indonesian, I think, or Jamaican or something. Well, I, I think Jamaican. And she was, I think she was born or grew up in Canada. I think that might be right, yeah. How did she even get here? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know that she gave blowjobs to get ahead in life, but I don't, that doesn't explain. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I could understand how that <laughs> gets her to, I guess, uh, maybe mayor or something of, <laughs> in San Francisco, but I don't, I don't get it. How does she got to vice president? <laughs> she must be very good. So, uh, yeah. she's a very angry person. <laughs> she certainly is. Um, well, what do you think of the odds, though? The Democrats don't seem to like her. Maybe put her on the court. Yeah, you won't have to hear much from her then. Um, <laughs> I think it's a smart idea from their point. I, and you know what? It sounds absolutely ridiculous to have her on the court, but you know what? Right. I, well, what isn't ridiculous these days? I, I, I think it makes as much sense as anything. I mean, as some people have pointed out, she's, uh, she fits the criteria, of, apparently, of being an African-American woman. She has legal experience, vice president, so why, why not? Yeah, and then, well, it'd be funny. Who, who does, uh, now, does Biden get to just appoint his vice president? Yes. I don't I. I don't know if he needs approval of the Senate, though. I don't know about that. Hmm. I wonder who he would... Uh, who do you think he'd do? He probably Hillary would. Clinton? I was, it could be Hillary. Um, Chris Dodd is one of his friends. <laughs> Chris Dodd, is he still alive? <laughs> He's still alive, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, there's some talk of Mitt Romney. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if... Um, Biden appointed Romney, and then Romney became president, or, or Biden said he wasn't going to run, so then it'd be Romney as a Democrat versus Trump as a Republican in 2024. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> yeah. Or he could, uh, he could appoint, uh, or he could bring on, like, I don't know, uh, uh, Toomey or something. And then yes, right. Get... <laughs> get a Democrat in and right. pass off his agenda. I'm trying to think, who was the... Or it could be Buttigieg, gay, gay Buttigieg. Oh, dear. He could be vice president. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the, probably the most unqualified person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he might do it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else was in the running when he was thinking about selecting somebody. Like, who ran for president as a Democrat? Elizabeth Warren? Yeah, maybe... Bernie Sanders? 
So, yeah, well, that would be interesting. That's what's being talked about. Um, Stacey Abrams. There you go. Wouldn't that oh. be scary? <laughs> That would be pretty scary. She would definitely be president, but <laughs> yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, it is kind of funny. Someone pointed out that the Democrats have spent the last year giving Mansion and Cinema a hard time, and now they're the ones who are going to decide which nominee is going to get through or not for the Democrats. So yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, they haven't, I guess, given them as hard a time as I would have thought they would have. <laughs> Well, they did follow cinema into the bathroom one time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, somebody did. Um, yeah. You know, activists did. But I, I kind of assumed that they would have been able to convince those two to vote mm -hmm. more. Like, hey, you want your family to still be breathing? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they didn't get as rough and tough as I think they can get. Well, we'll see. There's still time left on the clock here for them to... Be rough. That there is. So, so uh, why don't we end with this, Garrick? Since we started with football, we'll end with football. There's been a big debate with the NFL overtime rules. Yeah. Um, so back in the day, it was sudden death. Whoever scored first in the overtime period won. Yeah. And people were pissed off because the team who won the coin toss could just go down the field, kick a long field goal and win, and then the other team wouldn't have a chance. Yeah. So then they changed the rule and said, well, a field goal doesn't uh, doesn't win it. You have to score a touchdown. Right? If you kick a field goal, then the other team gets the ball, but if you score a touchdown, then the game's over. Mm -hmm. And then we had the Bills game last week, which people some people are saying it's one of the greatest games ever. Huh. I think it's one of the worst defensive games ever. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and that goes for both sides. Oh, sure. Yeah. Definitely, um, definitely the Bills have the yeah. worst end of it. So, I mean, it was a crazy game. I think they said it was 28 points scored in two minutes or something like that. But I, I think 25 in the last two, yeah. two minutes, yeah. So, anyway, the Bills score. They're up by three points with 13 seconds to play. They just go through a series of just mind-boggling decisions that is just beyond dumb, allowing Kansas City's receivers to run uncovered in the middle of the field. But hey, you know what? <laughs> These guys spend 14 hours watching films, so they must know better than me. <laughs> but anyway, Kansas City ties the game. They win the toss. They go right down the field, score a touchdown. And the feeling is, is that the Bills and the other offense should get a chance to go down and, and they should go back and forth, you know, give the opportunity because Kansas City's defense should have to play defense. They shouldn't get a free pass. And so that's kind of where we're at. So where, where do you kind of fall on this thing here? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm okay with that. I, I think um, college rules, I think, are like that. Right. I think both sides. Both stuff. sides get it, yeah. Um, and I, I've always liked that. Um, so I, I agree. I just, you know, in comparison to what it used to be, it's a lot fairer now. Yeah. And I just don't understand of all the games to make this point. I don't get, like, <laughs> Tony Romo was making that point right when it happened. And I'm like, seriously? They, w 
the Bills were kicking off with 13 seconds to go. (laughs) I don't know. To say that they didn't have a chance. Yeah, they... (laughs) Their chance was probably like 98% to win, and they let it go, so... Um, I, I agree with the idea. I just don't like the fact that this is what triggered the outrage. Right, yeah. <laughs> they Apparently the stats people said the Bills, after they had scored that touchdown and went up by three, that they had a 97% chance to win. Oh, there you go. Uh, and then when they kicked the ball into the end zone for a touchback, instead of kicking it in the field to play, it went to 96%. Um, All right. So... so they should have kicked the ball on balance, but whatever. But yeah, I mean, I I actually would like the idea of just having ten minutes as an extra period, and whoever is ahead at the end of ten minutes is the winner. Yeah, I got it. yeah. So anyway, but well, what if somebody holds onto the ball the entire ten minutes? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe throw hail marys and see who wins. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, we know Cincinnati is going to the Super Bowl. We don't know who's going to go between the Rams and the Forty ers But who do you think, if it's Bengals Rams or Bengals Forty ers who do you think would win the, those games? Um, I think. Well, I'll go with Cincinnati. Okay. All right. I'm still not sold on Cincinnati. I can't believe they're going to the Super Bowl, but. Hey, okay. I mean, whoever they go up against, they're not going up against anybody great. That's true. That's very true. Uh, they've beaten. Uh, they beat Tennessee. They beat Kansas. Tennessee, the, yeah. yeah, they beat the two top, top teams. teams. Yeah, so. and they did on the road. So, yeah, very good. So, all right. Well, that's it. Another episode. Thank you for joining us. Let us know what you think on Podbean. Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, whatever your platform, and uh, we'll check in later.